Alexa, play Man Behind the Machine. Getting Man Behind the Machine from Apple Podcasts. Here's the latest episode, Assange, Snowden, 1984, virtual. Hey, listen, I've been following the paper trail. I've been putting the clues together like puzzle pieces to Jenga. Uh, it's very, it's very uh, rickety at the top. However, that's where you find all the gold nuggets in between you and me. Now, don't share this with man behind the machine, okay? This is, this is some deep stuff, man. Now, listen, what I uncovered is that man behind the machine. Are you ready for it? Are you sitting down? Are you at least propped up against something? Man behind the machine is an artificial intelligence, man. I'm telling you. I've seen the documents. I've tasted the tinctures. I've looked at the files. Trust me. That file cabinet is rusty beyond rust. Trust me. Julian Assange is gearing up for a fight, waiting to find out if he'll be sent to the U.S. to face charges. Dramatic scene in London. WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange arrested and dragged to court the Ecuadorian embassy. I'm glad we got him. Yeah. Tell the world, Johnny. Tell them, Johnny. Tell the world, Johnny. Johnny, tell the world. Unbelievable. This Johnny Depp 24-7 coverage, not only of the trial, but on court TV. And the growing international interest in Johnny. Johnny. I first saw him on 21 Jump Street, okay? I am a big Johnny fan. To put that aside, it's still important to think about what's going on with this trial. Johnny. Tell the world, she said in the tapes. They played yesterday. And then you get all the analysis, the 24-7 court TV analysis. It doesn't end. And then you analyze the analyzing, the analyzing, the analyzing. And how much analyzing do you have to do? Tell the world, Johnny. Tell the, Johnny. Tell them. Tell the world, Johnny. Johnny, tell them now. Johnny. Pirates of the Caribbean. What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? Send us a comment online. Thanks for listening. Man Behind the Machine. About 95,800,000 results. Johnny Depp testifies in defamation case against Amber Heard. Vulture. Johnny Depp says he is domestic abuse victim in trial. Johnny Depp's cross-examination in his civil trial against Amber Heard in Fairfax, Virginia, reflects the culmination of years long. One day ago. The Independent. Amber Heard pushes Johnny Depp to tell the world he's a victim of domestic violence on taped phone call. 
Johnny Depp wrapped up his three and a half days of testimony by responding to a recording in which his ex-wife Amber Heard could be heard. One day ago. New York Post. Listen, Johnny Depp calls Amber Heard a fat ass in trial recordings. Explosive new audio recordings were played in court Monday as the third week of Johnny Depp's defamation trial against Amber Heard kicked. Two days ago. Rolling Stone. Johnny Depp raps defamation testimony, yes, I am a domestic violence victim. In his final day on the stand in his $50 million defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard, Johnny Depp told the court the only person. One day ago. Marker. Amber Heard mocked Johnny Depp for claiming he was a victim of violence. On Monday, actor Johnny Depp finished his defamation trial against Amber Heard in the Fairfax, Virginia court. Depp was cross-examined by. One day ago. Sky News. Johnny Depp says he's a victim of domestic violence as court told Amber Heard acted like a spoiled teenage child and drank several bottles of wine a day. An audio recording of Heard and Depp discussing their relationship breakdown in 2016 was played, in which the actress can be heard saying too. One day ago. Daily Mail. Court hears Johnny Depp begging Amber Heard to cut him with a knife. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had an emotional meeting two months after she filed for divorce and a restraining order in which he asked her to. One day ago. Movie Web. Johnny Depp ends trial testimony saying only person he's ever abused is himself. During his libel trial, Johnny Depp ended his testimony by lamenting how he felt guilty until proven innocent. One day ago. Hick. Amber Heard says no one will believe Johnny Depp in alleged audio clip. You can tell people it was a fair fight. See what the jury and judge think, the audio clip said. Tell the world, Johnny, tell them I, Johnny. Eight hours ago. More. Tell the world, Johnny. And he did. Johnny Depp's Yes I Am a Victim of Abuse Rocks Trial. Johnny Depp concluded his testimony in his $50 million defamation trial against Amber Heard by declaring that he, not she, is the victim of. One day ago. One. Two. Skip to main content accessibility help. Accessibility feedback. Google. Johnny Depp tell the world. Page two of about 50,400,000 results. The Independent. Amber Heard cringes at audio of Johnny Depp gagging and telling her I fucking hate you. And Mr. Depp told the court, Elton was a dear friend who has been sober for 40 years, so he was. We've had discussions and he wanted me to get. Five days ago. Newsweek. I hit you. Clip of Johnny Depp reacting to Amber Heard audio goes viral. More commonly known as deep fakes, but our military, law enforcement and intelligence agencies certainly have. They are hyper-realistic. They are hyper-realistic video and audio recordings that use artificial intelligence and deep learning to create fake content or deep fakes. The US government has grown increasingly concerned about their potential to be used to spread disinformation and commit crimes. That's because the creators of deep fakes have the power to make people say or do anything, at least on our screens. Most Americans have no idea how far the technology has come in just the last four years or the danger, disruption and opportunities that come with it. Deepfake Tom Cruise You know I do all my own stunts, obviously.
I also do my own. Deepfake Tom Cruise Chrisum Metaphysictis is not Tom Cruise. It's one of a series of hyper-realistic deepfakes of the movie star that began appearing on the video-sharing app TikTok earlier this year. Deepfake Tom Cruise, hey, what's up TikTok? For days people wondered if they were real, and if not, who had created them. Deepfake Tom Cruise, it's important. Finally, a modest, 32-year-old Belgian visual effects artist named Chris Ame, stepped forward to claim credit. Chris Ame, we believed as long as we're making clear this is a parody, we're not doing anything to harm his image. But after a few videos, we realized like, this is blowing up. We're getting millions and millions and millions of views. Ame says his work is made easier because he teamed up with a Tom Cruise impersonator whose voice gestures and hair are nearly identical to the real McCoy. Ame only deepfakes Cruise's face and stitches that onto the real video and sound of the Chris Ame deepfake Tom Cruise, that's where the magic happens. For technophiles, Deep Tom Cruise was a tipping point for deepfakes. Deepfake Tom Cruise, still got it. Bill Whitaker, how do you make this so seamless? Chris Ame. It begins with training a deepfake model, of course. I have all the face angles of Tom Cruise, all the expressions, all the emotions. It takes time to create a really good deepfake model. Bill Whitaker, what do you mean training the model? How do you train your computer? Chris Ame. Training means it's going to analyze all the images of Tom Cruise, all his expressions, compared to my impersonator. So the computer's gonna teach itself, when my impersonator is smiling, I'm gonna recreate Tom Cruise smiling, and that's, that's how you train it. A young version of deepfake Bill Whitaker Chris and metaphysic using video from the CBS News archives, Chris Ame was able to train his computer to learn every aspect of my face and wipe away the decades. This is how I looked 30 years ago. He can even remove my mustache. The possibilities are endless and a little frightening. Chris Ame, I see a lot of mistakes in my work. But I don't mind it, actually, because I don't want to fool people. I just want to show them what's possible. Bill Whitaker, you don't want to fool people. Chris Ame, no. I want to entertain people, I want to raise awareness, and I want and I want to show where it's all going. Nina Schick, it is without a doubt one of the most important revolutions in the future of human communication and perception. I would say it's analogous to the birth of the internet. The impact of deepfakes. How do you know when a video is real? political scientist and technology consultant Nina Schick wrote one of the first books on deepfakes. She first came across them. She first came across them four years ago when she was advising European politicians on Russia's use of disinformation and social media to interfere in democratic elections. Bill Whitaker. What was your reaction when you first realized this was possible and was going on? What was your reaction when you first realized this was possible and was going on? What was your reaction when you first realized?
What was your reaction when you first realized this was possible and was going on? Nina Schick. Well, given that I was coming at it from the perspective of disinformation and manipulation in the context of elections, the fact that AI can now be used to make images and video that are fake. That look hyper-realistic. I thought, well, from a disinformation perspective, this is a game. Nina Schick so far, there's no evidence deep fakes have changed the game in a US election. But earlier this year the FBI put out a notification warning that Russian Chinese actors are using synthetic profile images creating deep fake journalists and media personalities to spread anti-American propaganda on social media. The US military, law enforcement and intelligence agencies have kept a wary eye on deep fakes for years. At a 2019 hearing, Senator Ben Sasser of Nebraska asked if the US is prepared for the onslaught of disinformation, fakery and fraud. Ben Sasser when you think about the catastrophic potential to public trust and to markets that could come from deep fake attacks, are we organized in a way that we could possibly respond fast enough? Dan Coates We clearly need to be more agile. It poses a major threat to the United States and something that the intelligence community needs to be restructured to address. Since then, technology has continued moving at an exponential pace while US policy has not. Efforts by the government and big tech to detect synthetic media are competing with a community of deep fake artists who share their latest creation. We now go to voicemails them and behind the machine from Detroit, Michigan, Motor City. Here is Detroit. Yeah, Johnny Jep, Johnny Depp. So what he calls him, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp. You know, like I said, everybody's got to air out their dirty laundry on TV for ratings. I wonder if he's getting a cut of that. Maybe Amber Heard is too. Who knows? Never heard of her. Honestly, I've never heard of her. <laughs> no pun intended. I've never actually. I don't know what she's in. I don't think I've ever seen a Johnny Depp movie either. You see. um... Maybe Friday, no, what was it? Freddy Krueger, the first movie he was in where he was killed off in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> That's the only Johnny Depp movie I've seen that I can think of. Oh, Fear and Loathing, but I actually put that on the ban list. I won't watch that movie anymore because of where it went to. It's too bad. But anyways, but uh, yeah, that was the only movie I actually seen him in was that. Oh, wait, one more. And... If I forgot because it was actually a good movie and probably nobody watched it. Like the original was Ed Wood. That was a good movie. He was in Ed Wood. So I stand corrected. I actually saw a Johnny Depp movie and I seen part of Edward Scissorhands. But I didn't see the whole movie. But it's kind of weird, you know, like all these guys are still around. You know, it's like this whole little crew. It's like Disney, you know. They're all tied up into something. That's why I'm thinking these people are clones, man. This whole thing that we're watching, this whole trial is just to keep them out there and in the public. And when I don't even think they're out there anymore. I think they're gone. You know, I think they're all just, I don't know. I don't know. I never found them. It's just so weird to me. 
people idolize these people and just look up to them. It's like, hey, they're a bunch of fucking weirdos. Yeah, it's quite interesting right now with Julian Assange. Once again, I think he's uh, been in protective custody all along. I think they keep putting all these things out there. It's kind of interesting. They were obviously taping him like the Truman Show when he was in the uh, compound over there in Ecuador. <clears throat> Visits from Pamela Lee. I don't know if she still goes by that. I don't know if she goes by Pamela Rock either. With Pamela Anderson popped in, I know. <laughs> so I'm sure they got some interesting footage. So anyways, yeah, so it's kind of, you know, odd that I'm sure he has stacks and stacks of evidence and it seems like the whole little thing is starting to collapse because with the John Durham investigation along with the Assange thing, I don't think it could go on too much longer. But uh, once again... Uh, kind of sort of follow up, but I thought the most interesting thing about that whole situation was is I have to go back and check out this video because the other people in WikiLeaks they did an interview like right after he was uh, moved from Ecuador over to I think he's in London now or something like that um, don't quote me but the most interesting thing about that was when they were talking they said something about a payment, which was really interesting to me. And I, if you weren't really paying attention, you wouldn't catch it. But uh, I just thought that was wild. So I'm going to look into it. You know, maybe you can look into it too. It's like, just go to the WikiLeaks interview they did with like, it was a, I know it was on a UK station because they didn't do it here for sure. And, uh, and I don't know, some guy came in the room and kind of, talked in his ear or something like that, and it was just like, I don't know, it was weird. Weird kind of thing. But anyways. And yes, when I can listen to your karaoke, I listen to it. It's usually something in the 80s, and that's cool. Man behind the machine. Hello. Hello? Who's there? I'm talking. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You know what this is. This is Jason Bourne. Wait a minute, give me somebody else. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Can you bring me my chopstick? Negative. Hello? Is this the Krusty Krab? Voicemails to Man Behind the Machine from Detroit. Yeah, I like the graphics. It's pretty cool. Like I said, it's, uh... Perfect point of view, you know. That's the good old shot that they're using now all the time. Makes you part of the whole movie, you know. And it was cool how they did the different effects and everything like that. Obviously, time passing alone would be. I really never was. I don't know who my favorite celebrity would be. I never was to impress my celebrities. I guess the old school guys, maybe like Groucho Marx and stuff like that. I was into them. W.C. Fields. I mean, I mean, I dig actors, I dig, you know, and what they do. I don't know. I never really thought about them. No, it's already taken over Hollywood. It started way back when with the crow. Deep fakes. Now they just fade these cats out and they just keep bringing the same old stuff back. It's just the public. They're going to buy it all the time. They're not going to buy anything else. 
look at it. So all it is is Marvel movies. There's nothing else. And now it's just moved to the TV set. Once you move to that, you're all good. Or actually, it's a monitor. It's not really a TV set anymore. With all your billions of channels, Hulu, all them in between. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm not sure on the crow thing. I know there was a controversy around it or not. Obviously, even went back to his old man because his old man was killed. Obviously, on the set. Strange. So, but yeah, they're uh, gonna take full advantage of him. I'm sure of that. Thank you for calling Man Behind the Machine 313 Man 0231. Yeah, Daily Motions. I think there's another one called Adam. You know, once again, it's just everybody's out there. You just gotta. Obviously, there's going to be a couple so-called back channels, you know, that's going to bring people into our website, too. It's going to be including shopping and also live stream events. Jeopardy. However, I got a friend. Uh, 
Robocop fan site. out of France. You know, he knows like all of that M&M stuff. You know, they're always doing videos. You know, he knows exactly where it was shot. A lot of the stuff I wasn't around, like they shot 8 Mile here. I was in Chicago at the time. I remember when it came out, or sort of kind of, I remember hearing about it. And I'm like, what the hell is that movie going to be about? Like Corey Allen's <laughs> and like used car dealerships? I mean, what the hell? Oh, and strip clubs. That's all that's on 8 Mile. I'm like, what the hell's on 8 Mile? Like, what's that movie going to be about? News hour. And my buddy, he's from France. It's wild because he watched that Eminem movie so many times. That's how I learned English. So you gotta love that, huh? So look at that. Look at the effects Eight Mile had on people. You wouldn't even know. I learned English from France. Okay, I think I can. Um, I don't know. Can other people chime in on the show too? Because he's pretty good, man. He's like a big conspiracy guy too, which is kind of unique. Man, he's so he's so good at the Jeopardy, man, I was watching him. He was, he was basically, uh, when Alex Trebek was asking the questions way back in the day, you know, when he was back on the show, the guy was my friend. He was he was kind of like answering him. And then the guests would answer him on the show. I was like, man, this guy's really good. I'll have to send you his link, man. I'll show you, like, when he does his thing. I got to hit him up, man, see how he's doing. It's been a minute. But uh, I was watching him. I was like, dude, crazy. Good. I mean, like that Jeopardy man, they got the gamut on that whole thing, man. You know, you go learning about things across the seas, on local stuff to, you know, whatever. But, man, you got a really smart. Like, I got a couple of other friends of mine that are really into it, but I don't know, man. I was always like the gong show kind of guy. That was my kind of show, you know. That's where you <laughs> that's where the best prizes were for me. That's where I got my education, the gong show, bro. Some of my best friends work on TV, and I've never seen their TV shows. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Huh? I did have a friend of mine, man, work for that Trump show, man. Whatever the hell he was on. 
That's your call. Wants- yeah, I gotta make sure I keep plugging the phone number. What's the first three digits? I was curious too, man. How does that work out? Hopefully that's not ringing your phone in the middle of the night. Like I said, I can have people, you know, we gotta send them like a, you know, we gotta put up a question. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what's that gonna be? Even if they don't listen to the show, maybe they'll just call in. And then we gotta say maybe on the recording, like, your voice may be used for this television purposes, just so you know, so. Then again, you might get a bunch of whack jobs out there just screaming a bunch of crazy stuff, so. Just to let you know. 313 man 0231, yeah, give them the message. Thank you. And if I told you, you ain't done doing a new gig here. Um, me and the company, actually. Um, I don't know if you're familiar back in the day with Monster Cards. They, uh, like Monster Hot Rod Cards. Not so much Monster Cards. Monster Cards were a whole different level. I got those too. But anyways, um, it was Monster Hot Rods. It was like these guys were doing something cards.
Good day. This is your friend, Carl Siegen. I'm speaking to you via satellite from within the center of Jupiter, or more appropriately, Jupitron. Not to be confused with, yet quite similar to, the video game and also motion picture entertainment, Tron. It is very neon here, but that's beside the point. Now, whenever we are riding our, uh, shall we call, surface vehicles around the surface of Jupiter, we are always listening to Man Behind the Machine podcast. Of course, we are about uh, 40 years behind you. However, any day now, we should receive episode 5. Awesome show. Good stuff. Keep it up. I look forward to them every week. Thanks. files indicate current mailing ad. Dr. Robert Hume, a.k.a. Stephen W. Vulcan. Five Tall Cedar Road, Goose Island, Oregon, 97. Can I just talk to Mr. McKittrick? I think I know what's going on. Can I talk to Mr. McKittrick, please? David, I know what's going on. David, I'm escorting you to federal authorities in Denver where you'll be placed under arrest pending indictment for espionage. Espionage? No, wait a minute. Let me talk to him. He's right over there. Get that little bastard out of the war room. No, it's Joshua. He's still playing the game. He's going to start a war. Hold on, you had it before. We'll be ready to leave in a few minutes. Call Fuck. He'll tell you. Please, call
listening to man behind the machine.
that has also targeted U.S. sites in the past now says Putin's regime is fair game. Joining us now, NBC News correspondent Tom Costello. Tom, what more can you tell us? Well, you know, for years, the U.S. has accused the Russian government of cyber attacks, sometimes working alongside Russian cyber criminals. But now Russia is in the crosshairs. And before you celebrate, think about how quickly this could snowball into an all-out global cyber war. This is a message to Vladimir Putin from Anonymous. The group calls itself Anonymous. Unaffiliated hackers around the world now putting Russia in the crosshairs. Members of Anonymous have declared cyber war against your aggressive regime. They claim they've already targeted more than 1,500 Russian websites, including Kremlin-controlled news agencies, the Ministry of Defense and Space Agency, Russian oil companies, Internet providers, even TV channels. Their call uh, to fight in the cyberspace has resulted in a lot of websites not being available, some websites going down, and a lot of records, uh, you know, Russian government, Russian military records being dumped out under the Internet. U.S. officials confirm they've seen evidence of the anonymous hack after Russia launched a cyber and ground offensive against Ukraine. But the real risk to Russia long term is the canceling of their access to Internet infrastructure as private sector companies decide that they're going to delist or no longer carry their traffic. Cutting off Russia from the world would also deprive everyday Russians of access to outside news and information. And cyber pros worry Russia may view the anonymous hacks as Western attacks and target U.S. government and company sites. U.S. Cybersecurity Director Jen Easterly. How at risk is the, is the average American or that very small business owner? Everybody's at risk, which is why at the end of the day, they need to take the steps to protect their systems, their networks, and their data. This can happen to anyone. There is no one that is immune from potentially getting hacked. The cybersecurity basics never click on suspicious emails or links, use complicated passwords, and multi-step authentication. Back up your computers and keep security software up to date. This basically ensures that he can log in even when the password is changed. Israeli firm CyberBit uses real-world attacks to train American companies to defend themselves. The questions organizations need to ask themselves is not if they are going to be hit, but when they are going to be hit. Hi, I'm a of Roscosmos, the Russian space agency. The precise target, country's vehicle monitoring system. An ominous message from NB65 starts. The Russian space agency sure does love their satellite imaging. Better yet, they sure do love their vehicle monitoring system. The message says the group deleted the agency's WSO2 software, an open source application program interface tool, rotated credentials, and shut down the server. Cyber News could yet confirm these statements. However, the head of Roscosmos, Dmitry Vonsen, dismissed such claims as false. After the U.S. imposed severe sanctions against Russia after the country's military invasion of Ukraine, Rogozin threatened that the sanctions may result in the International Space Station, ISS, crashing to Earth in an uncontrolled fashion. The statement might be linked to the fact that the Russian segment of the ISS is responsible for guidance, navigation, and control of the entire continent. That's only the latest in a series of hacks directed against Russia after the country invaded Ukraine last week. Cyber activists targeted Russian state-controlled media outlets TSS, Commerson, Izvestia, Fintanka, and RBC, pushing them online.
There are at least a dozen different groups of hackers and researchers with anonymous... A truck bomb attack on the Drakkar building where French paratroopers are living. Fifty-eight soldiers die. For the French army, it was the largest single loss of life since the Algerian War. Just minutes before, a U.S. military base at Beirut airport comes under attack. 241 Marines die. France and the U.S. then join a United Nations interim force in Lebanon. Officially, the attacks were blamed on Lebanese Shia militia. But intelligence agencies are certain. Tehran is pulling the strings. That was a traumatic event. The next day we sent our men home and pitifully left the area. A total victory for the Iranians. The French president is now fully aware of the seriousness of the conflict with Iran. It concerns the aid to Saddam, supplying the fighter jets, and the civilian uranium enrichment project. The Iranian Shah had loaned money to France to participate in the project. The Khomeini regime now demands the money back. <laughs> 